0: Trump gets impeached, we host our holiday party, and holy cow, it's the end of 2019. What a week. Welcome to What a Week, where we break down the week's top news stories. My name is Lauren McElmiel, and I'm the Digital Director for Progress Iowa. I'm flying solo this week, and this is also our last episode of 2019, but we will be back with more news analysis in the new year. We hosted our holiday party last night, and we got to hear from a bunch of excellent guests, including Tom and Ruth Harkin who were awarded the Inaugural Ruth and Tom Harkin Hero Award for their lifelong dedication to fighting for progressive values. We awarded the Marsha Nichols Progressive Advocate of the Year Award in memory of our rock star activist, Robin Stone. And the award was accepted by her husband, who spoke about Robin's legacy of fighting for health care and general equality for everyone. Cindy Axney was unable to join us because of her work fighting for Iowans and also a little thing called the impeachment vote that happened on Wednesday. Big thanks to Cindy Axney, Abby Finkenauer, and Dave Lobsack for working for Bipartisan Solutions for Iowans and also standing up for the rule of law, proving that you can do two things at the same time. We'll see where this goes in the new year. Happy holidays from all of us at What A Week. We will see you next year.
1: We had uh, our Congresswoman Cindy Axne was was planning on being here to welcome you all, but unfortunately she was busy doing things in Congress like fighting for health care, fighting for working families, and as you might have seen yesterday, voting to impeach President Trump. So she sends her best wishes and a video welcome message that we are going to play right now.
2: Good evening, friends and neighbors. Congresswoman Cindy Axne here. Sorry I can't be there with you tonight. We're in DC for a few final votes before the holidays. I'm sure most of you are aware of that. I'd like to take a moment to congratulate Progress Iowa for another successful year of pushing our agenda forward and helping to create real change in our community. You know, my parents taught me that when people step up and help out others besides friends and family but strangers in their community as well if everyone does well our community thrives and i know that no one represents that better than the folks at progress iowa they embody that every single day over this past year i've been working in washington to push our agenda forward things like lowering the cost of health care and the cost of prescription drugs access to capital and opportunity for small businesses, and making sure that we protect our environment and fight back against climate change. But none of this could have been uh, happened if I hadn't had the voice of folks like those who work for Progress Iowa and members of Progress Iowa, like all of you, to make sure that that message gets pushed out there. So thanks for all that you do. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year, and here's to a great 2020.
1: Now, over the past eight years, we've grown to an organization uh, with, a, with a network of more than 75,000, because of your support, because of the support of all the great people in this room, and, and, and we reach millions online and in the press every year because of you, and we do it by empowering advocates to better tell their story. And we started giving this award away a few years ago, and uh, the Marsha Nichols Progressive Advocate of the Year award, and this year's recipient is no different. Um, Robin. Um, was such a strong advocate, but unfortunately this fall, we lost her to cancer. And we know that it's up to all of us to carry on her voice and her advocacy. So it is our honor to present this year's Marsha Nichols Advocate of the Year Award in memory of Robin Stone to her family who's here with us tonight. To her son, Dan Mitchell, his fiance, uh, Luba Dukina, and their daughter, Robin's granddaughter, Anya. And joining me on stage now, is, is Robin's husband, Mark Linsman.
3: Thank you. Thank you you so much. Thank you. Um, uh, Thank you so so much for that kind salute. Robin would have been very honored on this. She's the kind of person that, as I knew her over the course of 20 years, developed a voice. And that voice was always caring for other people. And that's primarily what she did. From the projects she ran, like Share the Harvest, through running the Delaware County Democrats, which she said, it was my joy. She only cared about other people, and that is what her made her special and outstanding. Thank you very much. Thank
1: you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, our next award is a first for our organization. We not only want to uh, recognize advocates in non, uh, who are not elected officials. We want to ele- recognize people in elected positions um, who stand up for what's right, who have our back, and we could not be prouder to have this award named after not one but two Iowa heroes. Now please help me welcome to the stage the first recipients and the namesake of the Ruth and Tom Harkin Hero Award.
4: Thank you very Thank much. You man. Yeah, this so is wonderful. Much. Wow. Yeah. Oh, great. And we'll pick them up later. Oh, yeah. Okay. We'll do it. <laughs> that is great. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. Very oh, nice. nice. Oh.
5: Okay. Oh, I'm up.
4: Yeah. You're first, first. Remember that. Uh,
5: Uh, let's see, someone asked me what I missed the most about not being in the Senate, staff. <laughs> but Brenda did a great job of getting me here, so thanks, Brenda. Well, listen, first of all, uh, thank you very much, Matt, for your leadership of Progress Iowa. I thank Progress Iowa for their advocacy and outreach now for seven years mm-hmm. here in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to thinking, if Progress Iowa had been here in the 70s and 80s and 90s, my re-elections would have been a lot easier if they'd been here. So Ruth and I are honored to be associated with Progress Iowa and have this award named for us. Uh, Most people, when they think of progressive issues, I think they think of issues at the national level or state level but progressives can really make a difference at the local and the county level. Thus, Ruth Harkin.
4: (laughs) Thank you. Empowering people to make a progressive difference does begin at the local level. One way to get involved is to run yourself. Now, that is real empowerment. Getting started may seem daunting, but it is a great opportunity to make a progressive difference. And you don't even have to leave home to do it. How good is that? Local office holders decide issues relating to the governance of selected boards, county hospitals, and the admittance procedures. Think of this, of even getting health care at a county hospital. For instance, you have to ask yourself, are they turning anybody away? This is something a county officer can deal with. Decades ago, I surprisingly won a county attorney's race. I soon realized I could make a difference in promoting more women to serve. And at that time, I was the only woman in 99 counties. The others were white guys. The letters I received from the Attorney General were all addressed, lady and gentleman. (laughs) We can do better than that. And we did it. By hiring more assistant county attorneys who were women and getting women to run. And now we have more than a quarter of all of the county attorneys in the state of Iowa are women. I always said when I talk to women attorneys, if I can do it, you can do it. But the power of indictment is the most powerful tool that a county attorney has. For instance, should you go after people smoking pot or should you spend your time going after people who pollute our waters? Are schools serving all of our students, even the ones that need special attention? And are our county supervisors really being fair about the way services are administered in the county? When you think about it, These are very issues that affect all of us. And so we have to start stimulating ideas and progressive issues at the county and the local level. It can, it can be lonely. And keeping things in perspective is critical. Although Tom and I have a shared passion for public service, we have been careful to find a balance in our life with each other and with our family and spending all of the memorable holidays with them. Keeping keeping a sense of humor, helps (laughs) and it also helps in knowing that everything you do may not really turn out right and you have to keep working. I was a regent for 10 years and never once did I vote for a tuition increase. But tuition kept going up. And it continues today. And because my vote was obviously on the losing side. But one day we are going to demand that our legislature give the funding needed to give the appropriate amount of money so all of our students can go to school. I'm happy about sharing this award with Tom because progressives start at the local level. And I have been very happy to be part of it as well as working with Tom. But now I want to turn this over to Tom, who is absorbed in the more mundane national
5: issues. (laughs) (laughs) I got a light up here flashing that says overtime. That was me. No, no, it says we're done. Hey, I I, I, I spent all this time in the Senate without any time limits. Well, look, let me just, uh, first of all, thank you uh, for a lot of things, but thanks for not mentioning yet again tonight that you won when I lost for election and that you won office before I did, so I mentioned it. Maybe I shouldn't have. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, thanks. Um, Let me just say this. Uh, When you look back, all of the progress we have made in our country... Uh, in terms of quality of life, uh, in terms of opportunity, uh, in terms of fairness and equity, uh, whether it's ending child labor, women's suffrage, labor unions, health care, Medicare, Medicaid, uh, Pell Grants for Education, uh, the Americans with Disabilities Act. All of these things. <laughs> these were all passed because of progressive involvement mm. and because people were out there marching. I can't tell you how many people in the 70s and 80s, people with disabilities who laid under the wheels of Greyhound buses so the buses couldn't operate, who marched down streets and got thrown in jail, who blocked the traffic on Constitution Avenue one time when the House and Senate were in session and they got. They, they brought the paddy wagons up to take them all away. And the paddy wagons weren't accessible. <laughs> and so the people that were there blocking the traffic said, see, you can't even arrest us. <laughs> so all of these came about because progressives wrote, took to the streets, marched, petitioned, confronted their legislators to ask them why not. And, you know, a lot of those things are still under assault today. They still want to privatize Social Security. They still want to cut Medicare. Well, they're not after women's suffrage. That's one that they're (laughs) not after. That's about the only thing. But I think we have to look ahead. There's going to be a lot of issues coming up in the future that's going to require us progressives to do things and to be active and we've got to think about new, new things that inure to, 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 to quality of life, to fairness. I'll throw out one. You know, you buy a new house, right? You get a mortgage. You get an interest deduction. You get a deduction on your taxes for the interest, right? It encourages home ownership. Fine, that's okay. I just read a story about a single mother in Washington, D.C., with a disabled child there were 437 units totally available in low-income housing. 18 were accessible. I had a young woman recently at another disability meeting I had came up and said she waited three years till she could get an accessible apartment. Well, I'll throw one out to all you progressives. Looking down the road, how about this? How about changing the law so that if you want to build a house, a new house, apartment, condo, whatever it might be, and the new buyer, the buyer would get an interest uh, deduction. They can only get it if it's accessible housing for every person. Mm See, my good friend Andrew Pitts is here. How about changing some of our agricultural supports to support nutrient-rich crops, getting fresh fruits and vegetables more available to, to places all over the country? <laughs> well, I can go on and on, but I'm really out of time now. <laughs> well, let me put this way. First of all, I want to thank so many of you for so many years of your friendship and your support for me and for Ruth, our family, through all these years. My 40 years in the Congress, uh, I can tell you I was so proud to represent you and the progressive movement. Uh, I I have a couple things I'm always very proud of. Uh, one, I, I, I told Mark Cooper today, I said, you know, uh, if you go in the AFL-CIO headquarters in Washington, D.C. on 16th Street, and you go up to where the President has his office, before you go in the door, there's two pictures on either side of the door. On one side is a picture of Ted Kennedy, and the other side is my picture because of the support I gave to labor unions all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm
4: -hmm.
5: And so, thank you. Uh, I'm retired, we're retired, we're both retired. We're not tired. (laughs) We have the Institute here and we're gonna to continue to be involved in progressive issues uh, through the institute and through other things that we're involved in. Uh, and I would just close with this, you know that little philosophical thing here, you know, we're always going to need progressives and progressive issues and push the envelope on them as long as we have human nature that encompasses greed And selfishness, and fear, and prejudice. So I would like to say that we call on you, our progressive friends, and those that you will inspire to follow in your footsteps. We call on you to always call on all of us to adhere to the better angels of our human nature. That's what we progressives do. Thank you.
1: Thank you. And thank you again for being here tonight, for, uh, for, for participating in this event, for supporting our organization. We do so much great work uh, uh, throughout the year, and it's because of you. Every time you share something, every time you uh, click on a petition, every time you make a donation, it all adds up and it all matters, it all counts. So we cannot thank you enough for everything that you are doing.
0: And now a special holiday poem from our friend Sue Dinsdale of the Iowa Citizen Action Network and Tax March.
6: Well, we all know the stories that surround this season. One is that on Christmas, Santa brings good boys and girls presents and bad boys and girls a bag of coal. With the anniversary of the Trump tax, we feel like President Trump is giving all of us a big bag of coal. And unless Republicans stand up for us, it will just continue hurting everyday Iowans. There is a little bit of great news, though. Because of the Trump tax, the poorest Iowans will receive enough of a benefit to splurge on one hamburger and fries, sorry, no drink included, once a month. So settle back, grab that burger, and listen to the tale of Trump tax. Twas the Trump tax anniversary and all through the land, Republicans were lying about the tax scam. The rich were all laughing about their good luck, while the rest of us know that we all are just, well, you know. The CEOs were all nestled snug in their beds while visions of tax breaks danced in their heads, and mamas and papas sat down at the desk and worried about what would come next. Family farmers are hurting because they're not rich, and tariffs and tax cuts are making them sick. Senior citizens keep working well past their prime, so they can be sure they'll have money to stay fine. Iowa families are seeing their taxes not changed, in spite of the promise that there would be gains. The average savings for those who are poor would buy them a burger and fries and no more. The Tax Cuts and Jobs Act is just such a sham. It doesn't help Iowans. We know it's a scam. We wish that our senator would open her eyes and see that her support is just full of lies. The bill was pushed through with lots of mistakes. Now that it's law, it leaves problems in its wake. The driver of the plan, none other than Trump, doesn't care that the Trump tax should go in the dump. He loves big corporations and the rich people's game. He whistles and shouts and calls them by name. Now Amazon, now Chase, now Walmart and Delta, on Chevron, on GM, on Apple and Disney. At the top of the list, big subsidies all. With all these tax breaks, you're making a haul. So up to the capital, the wealthy they flew, with the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act in full merry view. The rest of us struggle to make our ends meet, but we're standing strong, we won't have defeat. We're fighting and marching and calling by name the senators and others who should feel such shame. The Trump tax isn't helping the ones that it should, so we're making sure that our voices are loud. You'll hear us all cheer as we stand up and fight. Tax the rich!
0: Tax the rich! You know that's what's right. What a Week is produced by Progress Iowa as part of the Potluck Media Network and would not be possible without grassroots supporters like you. We are recorded, mixed, and edited by Greg Cowenstein. For more information, visit potluck.fm or find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to leave us a five-star review and subscribe. See you next year on What a Week.